So, you've decided to take the ghost boat. Good evening. I'm your elevator operator, Mark. Now please hold on as this ride goes bump in the night. We come with hopes and to thee bring our secret wishes, O Skeleton King! The Skeleton King is real! It's Encyclopedia Brunch. My name is Tim Dobbs. With me, as ever, her name. What is her name? Only the spirits know. Uh, that's a little rude. But also, I know. And her Do name you know who's is... not rude? I'm the definitely... spirits. <laughs> the spirits are kind enough to remember my name. Her name is Catherine Cogart. Hey, Ghost right. Tim. It's great to be here. Exactly. I assume that you're dead now because you have to be a spirit in order to remember my name. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, listeners are, are going to sixth sense this thing and go back and realize all the clues were there. Tim has been dead this whole time. Mm-hmm. And speaking of things that are dead, is is uh, uh, good Christian fun dead, Catherine? I ask you. Is good Christian fun dead? Ah. Uh- my good friend Christian Fun did die last week, so oh, I'm so sorry. That's a little awkward that you would bring that up. Uh, I didn't Christian. know. That's why I asked. Yeah, it's sort he, of weird. He died in a haunted house. He died of fright. Oh wow! Well, that's a real concern, especially with today's modern super haunted houses. <laughs> They're resistant to forms of antibiotics. <laughs> uh maybe i don't know let's i think okay let's start in media res with this week's topic haunted houses uh-huh. um great so we both did a little reading on extreme haunted houses and oh, um man. so so to be Oof. clear let's let's also signpost this just a little which is that we we're only talking this week about like commercial haunted house attractions Yes. Not the actual Not haunted talking house. about international ghost hunters. Mm-mm. As much as I pitched for it, people, I know that's what the p- public wants to hear. Catherine go on and on about different episodes of international ghost hunters she watched when she was trapped in that hotel room one time for non-scary reasons. Just, you know, there's just, I'm staying at a weird strip mall place, you know? You know, you, you go to a hotel for like an interview or something. <laughs> Or you're staying at a hotel because you're visiting a company because you're interviewing. But the company's in like Irvine, let's say, is Mm -hmm. a classic example of this. And so you're at the Marriott Irvine. Yeah. Irvine is nowhere for you to go. Yeah. And so you're just going to watch Ghost Hunters International. No, that does. Yeah. No, I I think we've all been on the on the hotel island before where you're like, well, at least they have a snack bar at this hotel because I don't know how (laughs) I would get food otherwise. No, no. I will survive on peanut M and M's. So, given that we both read a little bit about extreme haunted houses, and mm. I won't speak for you, Catherine, but I was pretty put off by them. 
you know, at first I was like, I don't know, maybe, okay, I could see kind of getting into this like more interactive experience. And then I read a bit more about them and I quickly decided that, no, this seems to be a, a way that people have, have found to convince people to pay them to torture them. Yeah. I like, I explicitly read that like, you know, so a haunted house is, a, you know, typically the, the sort of actors in a haunted house, um, they're not allowed to touch you it's supposed to be kind of like a weird like living panorama kind of thing but they don't want to touch you of course they don't want to touch you that's what the money is for it's just the way that you said like they're not allowed to touch you like oh but if they could they would (laughs) oh man (laughs) well i think the characters would if they could the characters sure but uh chainsaw the, the characters aren't allowed um but the actors, I think, like, oh, no, I'm fine not touching a bunch of strangers all night. So we're all agreed. It, is, it yeah. was a good system where no one touched anyone in these haunted houses. No we had a yeah. good fright and we moved on. It benefited everyone. And yet these extreme yeah. haunted houses are like, oh, no, there's going to be contact. It's going to screw you up. Um, yeah. And and so what I read, the line that really got me, that tipped me over to like, oh, no, this is a, this is a bad, dumb idea that I don't want to happen, is... Not only is there touching, but like also some forms of uh, mild torture, <laughs> which just is like, what, what, you know, like simulated drowning, also known as waterboarding, uh, uh-huh. electric shock, these sorts of things. Yeah. These are not good. Yeah. We don't want uh, these. Drinking urine. I read. Really? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. Um, I don't know. So I guess I'm a little bit like I feel a little skeptical after reading these things mm. of like, oh yeah, no, they would say that because they want you to to pay the money to do that. <laughs> but then, so there's there's one famous one in uh, particular, the McCamey Manor in Alabama, um, which is famous for its in quotes desolation experience. Hate it. Go on. <laughs> Uh, recommended as a solo experience can be 10 hours or more it says in every every time long and it's not really like walking through a haunted house obviously because what are you gonna walk for 10 hours it's like they sit you down and then they just kind of torture you no also they tie you up yeah yeah and here's the really messed up thing about it here's the thing they're like okay red flag it's like in the faq's but one question was like, oh, how much are tickets? And they said, oh, there's a suggested donation. Like, you could get this for free. <laughs> Goodness. This is just people who are looking for legal ways to torture you. Yeah. It's hard to know what to make of it because presumably this thing also makes some money. And I'm just trying to figure out, like, what is that? Uh, I also read tied and gagged, forced into coffins and freezers. Like, mm. yeah. at some point we moved away from... This is a scary thing, and we are experiencing our fears um, in a in a safe space, you know, a controlled way. To Fight Club, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So perhaps, perhaps we we can gain some insight by going back, back all the way to the year 1915, when Orton and Spooner concocted what may be the first true haunted house. <laughs> sorry i'm sorry i'm gonna need you really quickly to come up with two more old-timey names than that is it possible uh well maybe if their first names were orville and wilbur right (laughs) yeah no you're right it it feels very like uh yeah no it's pretty it's pretty right in the pocket there you never 
hear a, a something in Heimer anymore. Heimer? That's a last name. Yeah. What what happened to the Heimers? I don't know any Heimers. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Oh. I feel like that's a real old timey last name is Spoonenheimer or something. Oh, oh, that kind of like Enheimer as a suffix, not Yeah, as a I, suffix. Yeah. I thought you were talking about like Smith Sorry and if Heimer. That wasn't clear. Yeah. Uh no, like uh, Spoonerheimer. Right. <laughs> I mean Where did all the Spoonerheimers go? <laughs> yippee yay, yippee yay. <laughs> Sorry, I love that song. <laughs> Um, I think probably, no, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I'm sorry, Catherine. I just don't know. Now we're getting to one of my deepest fears. They walk me through a house and they ask me questions where I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> and there's no cell service. I can't look anything up, you know? Who what was the name of the actor that replaced Mulder in the X-Files? Oh, gosh. I just don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm really sorry. I would love to help you. How does photosynthesis actually work? Electrons? No, that doesn't make any <laughs> sense. <What? laughs> um. So anyway, in, in 1915, uh, you know, basically, you know, people have been telling spooky stories or whatever. But I guess this is around the the time when we're like, uh, oh, why don't I make like a road show out of it? Um, right. And um, the there were there were a lot of similar things around that time, um, and I I suspect that it has uh, it's sort of an extension of the late eighteen hundreds like spiritualism fads. You know about this? This is like how we get a Ouija board and stuff. Oh, totally, totally. As featured in the film Fairies. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a film based on a true story, but like not really. So it was. These little girls, these two little girls, they took pictures, photos of fairies in quotes, and they fooled like a lot of people for their whole lives that these were legitimate photos, partially because of the spiritualism movement. Um, in the movie, um, I think, who is it? Harry Houdini, I think, is portrayed as being like a big fan of the spiritualist movement, um, is like taken in, is like into these fairies or whatever because he's a magician i guess i don't know in the movie there are actual fairies and then but i mean in real life there there were no fairies obviously well, you don't know that there is no magic in this world well yes and no for de certain <laughs> definitions of magic <laughs> um that's interesting that actually sounds a lot like the real life story of the fox sisters who um but believe they could well they didn't believe it they were pranking everybody but for their entire lives they tricked people into thinking that they could uh speak with the the uh beyond the veil um i guess they had like figured out how to make their toes click really loudly so they could kind of make it seem like there was a banging sound um but it didn't it, oh, like cool. there was nothing they were obviously doing um yeah it seems really similar i, I think crazy toe joints yeah i might be misremembering but I think they also had a connection with Houdini, but maybe that's just a whole spiritualism thing. And um, Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he just kind of gets lumped in. Yeah. But I think it sort of makes sense for, for this haunted houses to be like connected in with that. That's like people are thinking about like, oh, well, what's beyond this world? Is there anything there? Maybe there's something. And like, it's kind of spooky. Um, and then so it, like it ties into like Christian values, but it's not like. Like, you're never going to a church where they're just like, and then skeletons came up, you know? Uh, <laughs> so 
the spiritualism seemed like it had you know one foot in the entertainment business at all times and so this feels like it's more of a connection of that it like plays on some of these tropes but isn't quite that That's interesting well let's let's bullshit together for a second my mm-hmm. favorite segment of the show let's bullshit together <laughs> uh when when was spiritualism uh like at a I mean, the most I could tell you is late 1800s. I don't, I don't know more than that. Late, that feels right to me. Yeah. yeah. Late 1800s. Um, do you think that it is a civil war reaction, a post civil war reaction? Uh, tell me more. Like, why would you I mean, suggest this? Cause like proportionately, the most well, I guess like the most people died in the Civil War. Most U.S. people died in the Civil War mm-hmm. of any war that the U.S. Have, has ever participated in. So, like a significant fraction of the country just died. For sure. Uh, chances are, you really know. You probably know somebody who died. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I wonder if maybe that that causes people to I don't know look for reasons to be optimistic about what has happened. Yeah, I could or... absolutely see that. Um, I think it also like comes uh, sort of simultaneously with like, yeah, I guess wanting to move forward and there being sort of an optimism in the air. Um, let's see. Is this Victorian era or is it Edwardian? Yeah. yeah. Maybe anything feels possible with the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, exactly. Happening. I mean, this also this also correlates a lot with um, a bunch of... Uh, sort of um utopian societies forming like people would like move to, to you know move out to the country and start a commune and be like ah we will make, make a new society and like oh really i didn't realize that was a big thing oh yeah for sure you know um the oneida uh, uh silverware you're familiar with this it's a yeah brand of yeah I, I didn't realize that that started in like the late 1800s yeah it started as a commune the oneida commune and i think it was oneida new york and they were like a sex cult um and then at some point they were like well we got to make some money to like support the commune so they made cra- handicrafts and stuff their silverware was very good and kind of just over time the the sex cult went away and it became just a business that makes silverware <laughs> um <laughs> do you don't think there's like their board meetings or something I mean, I, I think they like explicitly sold it all. It is not a commune anymore. It's a company that makes okay. silverware. Um, okay, okay. But you never That's know. Beautiful. I, That's yeah. a beautiful American story of <laughs> of all the all the uh, can do itness. <laughs> all the sharp edges being ironed out in service of capitalism. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's a nice story. Um. Yeah, I you know, like. You know who I think often gets the short end of the stick in sex cults is women. For sure. Uh, you know what? So I, it's just nice to hear something something good happened at the end. Uh, yeah, the silverware seems like good silverware. I don't have any qualms with a night of silverware. Really? Do you use it? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, well, then sure, you're not going to have any qualms. <laughs> I, maybe I have. I don't know. You know what I use? The mystery of Tim's missing qualms. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go look for my qualms, and I'll be back in a moment. And probably Catherine will come, too. We'll find out. It's qualms. Now it sounds weird. It's a weird word, qualms.
Back on Encyclopedia Brunch, the only show doing hard-hitting investigative journalism, by which I mean I read some articles online about haunted houses. Soft, soft tapping (laughs) investigative (laughs) journalism. Yeah, not unlike the Fox sisters. (laughs) Um, So what is a haunted house? Webster's Dictionary defines it as uh a spooky place for all the kids get their 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 butts scared off <laughs> but free zone <laughs> no butts will be had by the end of this ride oh if you wanted to here's here's a way in if you wanted to uh sit your butt down somewhere and experience something haunted you could do a haunted hayride. That's right. There's lots of ways to be spooked. Oh, it's especially spooky for your back if you're having <laughs> back issues. Ooh, there's poor support and wooden wheels. <laughs> have you ever done a haunted hayride? I have, yeah. Really? Tell I me about it. I don't remember being scared. I remember really enjoying it. <laughs> it's just a nice ride, you know. Was there like... To- scary things happen or was it just like a ride in the dark i almost feel like they forgot the scary things like they put up some you know some of those tissue paper ghosts oh yeah <laughs> like they're like wrapped around a lollipop a of... yeah 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 put up a couple of those or there's like a sock in the head and then you tie it off mm. um it doesn't sound spooky no it wasn't especially spooky and then i i don't know i feel like there were some teenage kids who are obviously just teenage kids who are like boo or something that's kind of what i remember i was quite young but i Mm. remember not feeling very scared by it i sort of picture i'm I'm picturing this version of you just like being immune to haunted houses and so it's just like you know a freddy krueger with a chainsaw comes onto the thing and you're eating a candy apple you're like ah pretty good like laughing and clapping yeah. as a little kid. I like the clown. <laughs> Maybe I was much more resilient as a youth. Mm, well, weren't we all? Mm. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I, I've, I've never done one. Um, you know, the none of this appeals to me, to be honest. Um, it's a, Halloween's a big. Uh, it was a big holiday in my family. Really? Oh yeah. Um, what, did you come from Halloween Town? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, my mom comes from Halloween Town, but my dad's Jewish, so, <laughs> you know, it's complicated. <laughs> hey, was there a Hanukkah Town in the Nightmare Before Christmas? There was not. Oh, brutal. <laughs> um, I, I feel like I remember feeling a little indignant about it. <laughs> I could see that. Just because there's a Christmas Town and an Easter Town? Yeah. Well, but here's the thing. It's going to be really hard to fit through a, a menorah shaped door. It's a weird the, shape. Yeah, yeah. At the the holiday nexus. Yeah. What? Um, I guess I feel like Christmas town. Well, obviously, we have a whole world built around Christmas. 
Easter town. Okay, there's rabbits and stuff, I guess. Candy. Um, and candy, like a candy world. Um, I think it would have been hard to depict a Hanukkah town. Like, who would the characters be? You know, without it being a little anti-Semitic, a little bit, a little, you know, Jackie Mason doing a, oh, well, oh, oh. Um, Jack Skellington, you say? <laughs> uh, I guess you could have the Maccabees, right? That's like what what Hanukkah's about. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, feel I like. Mean, that's like a story that all the jewish holidays are just stories there's no like pagan traditions that we've pasted onto them to make it a whole like scene Mm -hmm. you know you know what you could do sell some more things round out those edges with capitalism ah yeah 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 uh we could have herschel and the hanukkah demons we could sell various hanukkah demon plushies Hmm. yeah sure why not So I always feel like a um, haunted hayride breaks down into do people come onto the hayride or not? Like there's there's like base level scary where it's like okay the the hayride's going through some area and then like yeah there's there's spooky things hung up and then like yeah maybe maybe uh, the headless horseman chases us or something for a bit mm-hmm. but then like when it truly becomes scary when you're like oh no this is next level is when like a guy jumps on and he like swings around and then he falls off I guess Ooh, I don't I don't know what else yeah. happens yeah um, yeah. You know, I I just designed in my head the spookiest hayride Mm -hmm. Um, where you have maybe like your hayriding device. (laughs) What are they called? A carriage, I guess. Is it clear that I'm from the city? (laughs) (laughs) That breaks down. Uh And And you have to walk to go get a new wheel. No, the driver's like, oh, oh, uh, the wheel is broken down. I'll be right back. And then the mm. driver leaves. And then there's a plant. There's a plant on the tour. Oh. Who, like, I don't know, like has a seizure or something or like has a fake seizure. And then you have to like, what would you do? What would you do? Well, get up off my feet. Stop making every excuse. And um, uh. fix the seizure. Like, that would be legitimately spooky, right? The scenario I'm describing for you? Here's a question. And I I think this this Uh might get to the heart of of really a lot of this sort of whole season, really. Um, Which is, is it spooky or is it scary? Boys becoming men, (laughs) men becoming wolves, werewolf bar mitzvah. It's a different different thing. No, but really though, like I, I feel like spookiness and scariness are like like hey, you know what's really scary? Not knowing where your child is. Like yes. you know, like I lost my child or something. What's really scary is yeah, like I don't know, a heart attack scare. But what's spooky is a skeleton. <laughs> a Jack Skellington. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. But I do think that there is room for the truly scary, non-interactive <laughs> uh, haunted house experience. You got to admit, it'd be you scary know? to be bound and gagged and put into a coffin. I, I admit that, but I also feel like that would be illegal. <laughs> Not if you sign the waivers. <laughs> like, I think that there is room for a haunted house that is scary enough such that you don't need to sign a waiver. Mm. 
you will not be in any actual danger, but is a legitimately scary experience. And I think that people that do crave that. And I think that that's reasonable and that's very human. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I guess first I want to point out that this is a case where capitalism has not rounded off the edges. It's gone weirder and weirder. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, my theory Suggested doesn't hold donation. up. Yeah. Um, but uh, wait, so what do you think about that? So I was reading about the future of um, speaking of hard hitting investigative journalism. Actually, my local NBC Bay, Bay Area did a uh, a story on the the history and future of haunted houses. So, um, you know, there's journalists out there doing the hard work. And, Not um, us. No. Uh, anyway, so they, they quote this guy. They're, they're talking about how, like, it's harder to scare people now because, like, at the, you know, way back in uh, Orton and Spooner's days, like, oh, yeah, there's um, uh, apparently it was a dimly lit funhouse where floors shook and demonic screams roared from phonographs. You know what? If I'd never seen TV, I'd be scared by that, too. Um, I don't know. That sounds kind of scary. Yeah. But apparently it's not working anymore. We've all seen Saw too many times and The Ring, um, and it's all too much. So here's what this guy says. Steve Kobelman, he's a um, proprietor of a haunted house, um, and he says uh, he envisions a future where patrons are immediately singled out and targeted by a haunt's actors. This means houses must have a heavy online and social media presence and really tap into consumers' personal frights. Uh... Like other companies outside of the Halloween industry, haunted house owners will be interested in gathering as much information on patrons as they can. Their names, their histories, and of course, their fears. What is happening? Oh, that's a pass for me. <laughs> uh, this is the future. This is the future. Well, But also, like, if you want to talk about, like, um, what is really scary and but can be experienced in, like, a, the safe space of, uh, you know, some haunted house you paid for, um, then, like... That's certainly a way to do it. I don't love it. That's true. I guess there's part of the part of what's interesting to haunted about haunted houses to me is like, oh, this is another person's conception of scary. Mm. And I don't want to say that in like a, oh, I'm so above it all. This isn't that scary type of way because it is. It is like it's often like I've watched a number of haunted house (laughs) walkthroughs. Hi guys. <laughs> what what is that? This is Spook Guy 69. Oh, okay. <laughs> With your tips and tricks to walk through this haunted house. Was that really a thing or are you, are you... No. No, I just made this up. No, I believe it. And also, also Catherine, I love it. <laughs> um but like okay, so I watched a lot of like point of view haunted house tours this evening in preparation for this episode mm-hmm. and like i think it's really interesting to see like oh this is something creative that something someone thought of that is scary and spooky and that's that's interesting hmm. and then you think about why is it scary why is it scary that there's a person laughing like alone in a hallway yeah that sounds scary isn't that spooky? But so I had the thought while well, I was I was I was sort of just thinking about like yeah the interactive experience and what is the difference between a haunted house and a horror movie or something, and mm-hmm. can I be honest with you? Mm. I'm not proud of this. I think the thing I find most scary about haunted houses is that you might have to interact with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Social anxiety for sure. It's that um I think it was an unheadline where the, it was just like oh no actors coming into the audience. 
Like that's I, I I find that legitimately like we're so used to that fourth wall of like oh like either you know it's either just the TV or it's you know I'm watching a walkthrough on YouTube, um, and even if it's on a stage like they're on the stage I just get to enjoy this I don't need to stress about like being in the experience and so the right. fact that they're there and I'm like how do I negotiate this that feels like the actual like fear that I have yeah yeah for sure. Um, I think I think a haunted house with actors is much more effective than a haunted house that is animatronic. Mm-hmm. You know, your Disney's haunted mansion. Oh, is it? So I've never been to the haunted mansion. Is that a? It's fully animatronic. Yeah, yeah. There's no. I mean, there's no actors on any of these Disney rides, which I like. They all have a spooky part. All the uh, Disney rides. All the there? rides. All the rides have a spooky part. Uh, tell me more. How's if that? it's not like a roller coaster, I don't know. There was even like Winnie the Pooh. It's like it's it's Ruse Spooky Time Express portion of the ride. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and like I don't know, like Peter Pan. Then like Captain Hook shows up, and it's like, oh god, I'm going to get eaten by an alligator. Thank you, Disney, for this terrifying image that's going to live in my head forever. Oh, that's true. Um. Yeah. Well, okay. So, Snow White, that ride is like well known for its spookiness. The Mr. Toad's Wild Ride gets terrifying. Is this Disneyland we're talking about? We're talking about Disneyland. Okay, I've never been to Disneyland. That's this explains why this is all like, oh, okay, sure, I, I guess. Yeah, I see. West Coast huh. child for sure. Well, so, so let me ask you this: um, mm. as we as we luxuriate in the segment length. Um, <laughs> So, so they're, they're spooky and they're scary. Always come in, men come wolves, etc. Um, and um, but what is the difference between like thrills and chills and spooky? You know, because like those rides, I think like the Captain Hook thing. That's I I haven't been there, but many of those types of things, uh, like I'm thinking of Splash Mountain, uh, which yeah. I have been on in Disney World, um, where there's the vultures. Yeah, like there's a moment kind of just before the big thing but um, where you go down the the log flume where it's just like the atmosphere it's gets really scary real yeah yeah there's a that part in every ride mm-hmm. and so but i wonder like what is the difference between like oh this is to build drama and kind of get you kind of like worked up in the narrative arc of it versus this is spooky or like this is tapping into something like you know a more deeper fear or something ah i think the difference is narrative mm, tell me more well, these these Disney rides, they're usually like they're recapping the story of the film, sort of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, in a very different media, which is kind of an interesting storytelling media, the the ride. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I really agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a really interesting way to try to tell a story because there's so much that the the writer has to infer. Mm-hmm. Writer with a D. <laughs> yep. Um, that the writer can't say explicitly because it's all animatronic. Who's gonna watch it's going boop 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 and they've Ooh. got like two seconds to like yeah. catch your attention. <laughs> um. So and like in that there's there's a narrative to it and narratives have conflict and so there's a there's a conflict portion. Mm-hmm. Um, and that conflict is not, it's not like a, a jump scare conflict can't be a jump scare because there's no like way to resolve that it's like oh you've scared me oh you're gone now (laughs) (laughs) 
um, it like it has to introduce like a threat, like an ominous threat, right? That needs to then be resolved. Yeah. So, what do you think about the idea that like the the scare of that kind of conflict is like, well, this is really someone else's problem. I'm just sort of here, and I'm like, oh, I'm scared because you know I'm scared for Winnie the Pooh or whatever. But then like on a haunted house, it's more just like I'm scared for me. No, I think it's actually quite similar. Like okay. that part of it is quite similar because like these Disney rides, the implication is that I am Snow White. I am Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Um, you often don't see the main character on these rides because you are supposed to be the main mm. character. Um, Congratulations on your promotion to Winnie the Pooh, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a long road. How's that, honey? Ah, <laughs> uh, so sweet. <laughs> Uh, well, <sighs> shall we uh, shall we take a break and uh, shall we adjourn to the break? <laughs> Put on my uh, house coat here and <laughs> smoking jacket, all the good stuff. I was kind of hoping we'd get another witch cackle before uh, we faded back. But <laughs> timelines are timelines. I can give you one. Oh, yeah. Give me a little witch cackle. What you got? <laughs> Ooh, what is going is on out one? there? It's a good one. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go get candy from that house. <laughs> Have I ever told you the story? You were the listener of the story about um, Halloween sounds from the Cogart house? I don't think so. When I was a youth, uh, roundabouts five or six or something my parents got a halloween cd and it's their first time knowing about the halloween like tape or whatever um and so they worked really hard on a sound system that would project the sound out to the street Mm. um and because again halloween's a very big holiday for the coverts Mm. it goes one halloween two hanukkah love those h's (laughs) (laughs) so uh and that year we got like two trick or treaters. Oh, that's so and sad. My parents were so bummed. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's rough. I think <laughs> yeah. they worked so hard on that sound system, and nobody showed up because it was too spooky. Too spooky. Yeah. <laughs> too spooky. Um. Hmm. That's tricky. Well, so uh, let me tell you this. This I think is interesting. Um. The so so we got these initial like haunted houses and then yeah, kind of you know things like that happened for some time. Uh, I'm sure we've had haunted hayrides forever. Um, mm-hmm. And um, then haunted houses kind of became like a thing in like the 60s when Disney installed the haunted mansion and it was like oh this is like like that thing is around year round. It's not just the Halloween thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's great. And so as this became like in the popular consciousness, um, the JCs, the like, um, you know, volunteer organization um, group, uh, 
they were like, hey, this could be a great fundraiser. And so they encouraged the JC's like local chapters to be like, why don't you put together your own little like haunt thing? By the way, it's called a haunt in industry parlance. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, there's, well, that makes sense because it may might not be a house exactly because haunts can be all kinds of things the ghost oh, boat sure. the haunted ship you know that makes a lot of sense i i was reading about many of the haunted houses roundabouts these parts as part of preparation first of all I got very excited about the potential of going to one mm. <laughs> because some of them sound so fun um but yeah a lot of them were all proceeds donated to charity yeah, yeah, apparently that's a whole thing, and it kind of comes out of this 1970s period, and I guess a lot of the, like, pro, like, top top designers in the field of haunts are, uh, they're like, oh yeah, I kind of got my start, like, you know, screwing around in the 70s with my dad's JC's d- chapter. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so that would be, like, a home haunt would be, like, the Cogart family sound system, um... Not a bad band name. Not a bad band name at all. Um, Home Haunt? No, I don't know. No, Cogart Family Sound System. Oh, uh, well, you know, if we ever start a band over here. Yeah. Um, there's a charity haunt. I call Tambourine. <laughs> a charity haunt. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah, makes, that sense. makes sense. And so those are the ones we would see. There's also, of course, a professional haunt. And my oh, favorite. a pro haunt. The mega haunt. What? That's the official term that you use in industry parlance. For what? Um, something like a Disney's Haunted Mansion, like something that's like oh, okay. really like okay. a whole like building. Um, okay. But uh, so if we were going to do one of those smaller ones, probably a home haunt. But yeah. you know what? Maybe it is time we raise some money for charity. Um, we've been living high on the hog long enough. Um, <laughs> how would you How would you approach that? What is what's What's like the the nut of our haunted house? Oh. I got I got cheats and corner cutting techniques, but I don't have a nut. All right. Well, <laughs> against <laughs> against my better instincts, why don't we start with the corner cutting and then see if we can work our way into a good product? Okay. Okay. Uh, if if there's ever a por- a part that's like not spooky enough, just add fog. It's fine. Uh, okay. Yeah. That just that a makes fog sense. machine. Yeah. Um. That feels mm. that feels really akin to the old um, audio uh, documentarian's trick of like, this doesn't really cut together nicely. I'm going to put music underneath it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, so that's my corner cutting technique. Um, does that that? Where are we going to have this? We need a venue. I think we, we should find know, a, what is the palette on which we will paint. I think we should find an abandoned lot. Okay. Um. Uh. So or are we building a structure? Uh, yeah, you're right. That's a lot of work. And I was hoping to cut some corners. How about this? I Oh, you know what? You know what's the the cheapest one actually. So, uh, wow. have you ever heard of a ghost run? No, what's a ghost run? It's kind of like instructions to haunt yourself. Um <laughs> It's like it's like a self-guided a walking spook tour. Um It I've never heard of this before, but as I was reading about it, yeah, it, it kind of sounds like it's, um, you, like, get clues to where the haunted attractions are. Uh, it's kind of scavenger hunty. Um, All right. it, it seems, like, fairly open, but maybe we could do something like that so we don't have to build anything. We're just like, go to this old shed we thought was weird, and we put something oh, in the shed. Yeah. 
Yeah. I've heard something like this in Seattle. There's mm-hmm. like a, it's like a walking tour. Like you, you go to like the Seattle walking society and here they're like, here's all the spookiest places you can walk to. And one huh. of them is Bruce Lee's grave. That's not spooky. Well, maybe it is spooky. Grave. Grave. Sad that he died. This, this is the problem with spookiness. <laughs> I feel like it does sort of just become sort of cartoonish and it's just like grave, way spooky. Uh, <laughs> bones, really spooky. And I'm like, but I'm made of bones. <laughs> huh. Um. Yeah, I don't know. There's an iconography to spookiness that I think is sort of interesting. Truly, there is. Bruce Lee's grave. It's not like Bruce Lee was scary. <laughs> his, I think his son is also buried there next to him. Oh. Um, and he died while filming The Crow. Yeah, and The Crow was scary. I mean, it's a little spooky, yeah. It was spooky, I guess. I mean, it's more spooky because a guy died during the filming. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Huh. Well, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think our, our thing should be like that. Do you want to just send people to graves? Maybe we could just... <laughs> they pay a ticket and we give them a piece of paper that says, go to the graveyard. And you're like, hmm. Can we design a, a self-haunt app? Mm, yes. Now we're you getting haunt. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so you boot up the app. The app says, mm-hmm. welcome, Tim. Uh, Is it... Could we have like a gig economy app? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's no i don't yeah yeah definitely it's we're t- I, I, we are not liable for anything that happens here's the thing Catherine. And so you can either haunt people or be haunted right, exactly exactly you just you just call it up you get instant haunting on demand and then like on demand haunting. i think it'd be pretty fun to be one of the haunters because i'd be like you know just hanging out somewhere i get a buzz on my phone it's just like do you want to hunt uh, hunt this is a different thing we're not doing hunting um <laughs> that's a different gig economy yeah. app <laughs> <laughs> such a dangerous game it'll say like do you want to haunt brad and it's just like brad and it says you know in line with that guy who's trying to get everyone's social media information so that they can immediately zero in on someone's deepest fears <sighs> yeah um so it says like, what do you, you know, want to be spooked by? Brad, Brad doesn't says. like. Yeah. Brad was pretty freaked out watching Friday the 13th when he was 12 and it really stuck with him. And so I'm like, right. great. Got to go get a hockey mask. I'll be there in 20. Like. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would really I'd be get a, get into on the, the haunting side of things. I would really get into like just just like bump into them and say something spooky. Oh, yeah. Like what? Because that's. That's so low energy. I I can just be me like and the, be like, you're going to die tomorrow or something. Oh, yeah. You just give them the old seven days. The <laughs> <laughs> White Rabbit Jumps, man. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a reference to a movie that no one has seen. Oh, I don't know. I think fans of the Flophouse will have seen it. The um, Seeking Justice. Seeking Justice. With Nicolas Cage. It's a good movie. We watched that together, I right? Yeah, it's one of the many Flophouse movies that we've seen. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Where are we here? Do we want to... Uh, I think we, we've done an excellent job designing the Haunted House of the I Future, think... which is that it's everywhere. <laughs> it's just social media. <laughs> and it's inescapable. <laughs> <laughs> I, at the very least, we've put together a great plot for a crappy movie. Or a Black Mirror spec script. 
you know what? I think somebody will buy this stupid idea. <laughs> well, listeners, if you're interested in buying our stupid idea, write to us. You at... haunt. We will sell it for uh, $700,000. Mm-hmm. This is a Flophouse reference heavy episode. <laughs> right here at the end, I'm packing them all in for anyone who's made it this long. <laughs> oh, you think we're done? Not this haunted house. <laughs> we're going to go and go. This episode will never end. Yeah, maybe that's the haunted house we're designing as a podcast that our listeners can never stop listening to. Hey, I got a real question. How long should a haunted house a haunt experience be? Uh, 20 minutes. Yeah, that seems about right. Because yeah. I read a thing that was like a haunted hayride can be between 10 minutes and 45 minutes. And I was like, no, at 45 hayride minutes. Hayride for sure. I want 45 minutes because I just want to go on a nice hayride. Yeah, but I want to bring like snacks at that point. You know, like we're enjoying the countryside. What? You can't go for 45 minutes without a snack? No, not if I'm bored. Oh, no. <laughs> but you got you got your old buddy, Catherine. Yeah, that's uh, true. I'm at least going to get thirsty. Bad news. I'm the plant. I'm going to have a seizure. Okay, you've convinced me. I don't want to go on this hayride at all. That, uh, is that the answer we were going to? Well, I guess I'll go by myself. Uh, all right, well, what have about, fun. Can we go? Hey, one last pitch. Okay. Let's go on a regular hayride together. Oh, just like through the... Do I get apple cider? Yeah. That sounds good. I've always been more attracted to the warm things about... uh, The warm things about the harvest season, not the spooky things. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if I'm just afraid to face my fears or what. Hey, man, we all are. Oh, well. That's why they're fierce. Yeah, I guess so. That's the deal. (laughs) Well, until next week when we're back with a lot more, I don't know, just kind of talking about stuff without really facing serious fears. That's Catherine Cogart over there. That's Tim Dobbs avoiding you over there. I would never. Bye. Bye.